What's up, gang? We're back for another one. Thanks for tuning in to The Sunday Sesh. In this episode, Steve-O, Mick and I got on the phone with Dave, Matt and Truy from Akasha Brewing to chat all things Akasha, as well as to celebrate their fifth birthday and the annual release of the triple IPA with a great story, Wooden Leg. A huge thank you to True for setting this one up for us, and to all three of these Akasha legends for what was one hell of a laugh with plenty of banter and stitch up after stitch up over some fantastic beers. This episode is best enjoyed with an Akasha beer in your hand. Cheers. How are we going, Michael and Steve? Fair bloody fantastic. Good, mate. How are you? I'm awesome tonight. We are on the line with some legends from New South Wales, the Akasha top dogs. We've got Dave, Matt, and Truey from Queensland. No, and Truey up here as well. <laughs> How are we going, gentlemen? There you go. Good to be here. Thanks, guys. G'day, g'day. G'day, boys. Hey, hey. Thanks very much for having us. Not a problem. Pleasure is ours. You are actually uh, true, Steve. With the intro, I'm actually from New South Wales, so oh. I just want to. Well, oh, the yeah. truth. We won't hold that against you. We don't you like to admit that, but yeah. yes, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> Noted. I, could, uh, I got across the border before they uh, they uh, closed it. <laughs> <laughs> now you can have him. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm not coming back. Full disclosure: <laughs> I have cracked a wooden leg and. It is Ooh. delicious. Well done to the uh, the kings of New South Wales IPA down there. Are we drinking that now, are we? Oh, I am. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah they, they couldn't wait to get into it. It was on, on Truey's recommendation. If you want to get a party started right, then I guess that's what you got to do, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just so you know, boys, uh, the, the boys uh, got some samples during the week, and um, they've uh, got them all to try tonight. Mm-hmm. What, are they, what are we tucking into? Oh, I'm tucking into wooden leg. So yeah, I'll, yeah, Canada Bay at the minute. I've got like two mouthfuls left. Then it's yep. wooden leg time. Then straight into the leg. Then it's all downhill from there, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we're basically here because Akasha has recently turned five years old. Yeah? Yes. Happy birthday, guys. Happy birthday. Yeah, thank you. Happy birthday to us. I know the, the celebrations were a little bit more subdued than, than what you were looking for originally, but... Did you celebrate it all down there? Always celebrating. I mean, the Rona did uh, put a bit of a damper on things this year. So um, we, uh, but we did celebrate. Our the biggest, probably the most exciting part, at least on the brewing side of things, is, is getting wooden leg out there. So as uh, as you can taste and see, we we uh, we still brewed that, got it out, um, got excited. Everyone, um, yeah, it's always uh, probably one of the most exciting parts of the uh, of the birthday bash. But then, obviously, we didn't uh, we didn't get to, to celebrate in the tasting room with the big party we always have. But um, you yeah. know, it's always next year, right? That's right. <laughs> That's it. Just even bigger twice next year. Size. Just make it twice as big. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, while we're talking about your birthday and wooden leg, I'm going to jump forward a, a little bit. Um, I've heard the story from Truy about wooden leg, the tail of the wooden oh, leg. Do you want the real one then? Oh, I want the real one, yeah. So, Dave, if you wouldn't mind. <laughs> yeah, well, look, let's hope it lines up because otherwise it could be, well, a little bit embarrassing for old Truy there. But, uh, it's all right. The, um, the, story, the story does 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 uh, hark back to, to when we were building the brewery. So, 
Um, geez, it'd have to be um, back. I'm going to try and remember years and times. But uh, when we were building the brewery, um, putting it together, um, you don't necessarily get like IKEA or any of those sort of <laughs> places. You don't get a nice set of instructions to tell you where to put everything. So um, takes a good couple of months, chuck it all together. Um, one of the last pieces of equipment that that was left after putting together. Um, you know, the, the mash tun, the whirlpool, the kettle, the everything else was the cold liquor tank. And, you know, you get four legs, as you do with, with each vessel. Um, came to put, a little bit like IKEA furniture actually, came to put the last leg on and it wasn't there. We were missing a leg all the way from China. So... Um, we're literally sitting there going, what the fuck are we going to do? We're, we're here literally like with a, you know, we've got a forklift holding up the corner of this thing. What are we going to do? We need to, one, we need to get this thing brewing as with any brewery build. We're always, you know, time is of the essence. So we fashioned a square piece of wood about what that leg, about the same sort of height, knocked it into place with a mallet and said, right, we'll put that in there just for now. We'll get a new leg, and uh, when it arrives, we'll, we'll you know we'll replace the wooden leg. And um, so a year later, when it was our birthday, the wooden leg was still there. was a was a was an important part of our brewery. So we named our first birthday beer after the wooden leg. And would you believe it, gentlemen? <laughs> It's still there today. Oh, that it was the question. It is, is it, it is, still there? It's yeah. a shitty. It's a shitty piece of pine <laughs> holding up, holding up a couple of ton of cold liquor. Jesus, amazing! And, it, and, and every now and then, when I'm sitting there, I'm looking across and I go, "That's not going to last forever." <laughs> is the plan to replace it with another wooden leg when that one does give way? There or? is no fucking way a stainless steel leg is. So uh, it, it will be another wooden leg, but maybe maybe, maybe a nice bit of, I don't know, Maple. bit of oak or something yeah. nice. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Congratulations, Dave, you, you passed. <laughs> Is that your story, Chewy, or did you have something a bit more bullshitty like most of your stories? No, 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 no. <laughs> Plenty of bullshit, but it was exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Great. Yeah. Sounds great. Hey, um, can we just throw back a little bit? What's Dave and Matt's roles within the brewery? So this is Matt. I'm basically our national sales manager. Um, I've been with uh, Akasha now for uh, going on three and a half years. Uh, it's been a long winding ride. I... Uh, Basically, yeah. Basically, that's uh, that's me with within the brewery. That's what you do within the brewery. You, you're out in the country. <laughs> I'm out in the country, all around, <laughs> looking out for Sydney. Talking to Tari quite regularly every day. Seeing yeah, what's up in Queensland. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be that would be the I most know. difficult part of your role, though, Matt, wouldn't it? <laughs> we have many so long true. conversations about uh, what's happening up in Queensland. <laughs> There's always something happening up here. <laughs> it's just the Tree roast this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> he's never going to talk to us again. <laughs> <laughs> It's a performance review. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Are you guys national? So we're available all up and down the eastern seaboard. So we do a little bit of stuff, uh, Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria, do a little bit of stuff in Tasmania, and we do some stuff here and there in in South Australia. Uh, The guys down in WA 
haven't quite seen much of our beer, so to speak. But uh, before the current situation was ha- was uh, was about, we were looking at uh, uh, launching in there uh, earlier in the year. But uh, I think we by the end of the year we'll be in WA as well. Okay, awesome. that is cool. Is there any? Um, is that anything to do with the time it takes to get over there, given the you know the the hot presence in all your beers, or is it just something else? I, I guess the biggest thing, obviously, is sending sending beer, sending especially what we're known for is big hoppy beers. Sending mm. hoppy beers over to WA, we want to make sure that when we're getting there, they're going out as quickly as possible. Uh, so we've got a cold freight solution getting the beers over there. We just want to make sure that uh, when we're sending it over there, that uh, they're going out to people and people are getting them as as fresh as possible and as yeah. we want them to be intended to be. So while you're there, Matt. Um... Uh, just as a point of interest, what role did you have when you were with ALH? <laughs> I was very, I was, I was only with ALH for probably twelve months, and it was okay. in between working for another brewery. I literally was just a uh, was just a, a manager in one, in one of the pubs down here in Sydney. Okay. Uh, before that, my, originally before uh, before that, I was uh, with another couple of other uh, venues. Uh, looking after actually how I got my love for independent beer. I used to run the Australian Beer Festival in the Rocks in Sydney, which oh, has cool. been oh, going nice. for, I think, I think this is going to be its 16th year now. So I was there for years six through 10, oh, nice. I believe. Um, <laughs> was actually, that was actually how I first met Dave, um, I, I believe, in a previous brewery uh, that he had there. Riverside IPA was uh, the winner of the festival there, mm. and yeah, that was sort of how I first got to know got to know Dave and uh, first started uh, really enjoying hoppy beers. Awesome, nice. And um, what what is your favourite sour beer, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> oh, truly, I love you sometimes. <laughs> I'm the gift that keeps from getting. I'm, I'm, I'm getting completely stitched up here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Matt, if I had to tell the boys it was a stitch up too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, if I had to, if I had to say uh, a style of beer that uh, is definitely not to my liking, I am yet to find a sour beer that uh, appeals to my tastes. Yeah, right. <laughs> We're not, we're not too dissimilar there. No. <laughs> yeah, it took me a bit to get on the sour train. I, I can't go saisons, but I've found a couple of sours that I can I can handle. Love it. <laughs> if, if it doesn't have hops, you know, I'm just uh, not about it. I hear you. Yeah. I feel you. It's not a kasha. I'm not about it. <laughs> and now, just a little, uh, going to Dave now, a little uh, backstory on you. What? What was your life before Akasha? Oh, geez, how far? I'm, I'm, I'm a bit older than you boys. I don't know how far back you want to go. Started uh... in 1950. <laughs> 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 no. <laughs> oh, look, I was only I was only a toddler. I was only a toddler. <laughs> so uh, I, I don't know. We'll see. One of my one of my still today one of my favourite jobs. I didn't like the people I worked with at the time, but. Um, when I was at university, I worked at Pizza Hut, and it was really it was was such a great job, but it was really let down, really let down by some of the people that I work with. But um... <laughs> 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 recurring situation. So, 
this is actually something the uh, the boys didn't know. Um, hence being from Sydney, Dave and I grew up in the same area, I and mean, we pretty much had our first job out of high school together. That pizza, that's how I know Dave. Oh. So I, 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 I have no excuse for hiring you again is what you're trying to say, do I? That's exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> so, look, my, my, career, my, my career progressed ever so slightly from, uh, from Pizza Hut, only a little bit. But for, um, for, almost, for almost 20 years, I was uh, prominently in sales. I qualified from university as a systems analyst, which is horribly exciting. And... Um, Soon made my way into the sales and marketing side of things oh, probably about 15, 20 years ago um, and then became a, a sales and marketing executive for, for a bunch of software around the world and um, got to travel the world and see lots of good things and nice. drink lots of beers and, and spend a lot of time in America, which is, uh, which is as luck would have it, where I fell in love with, with beers and particularly hot forward beers. Awesome. So that that leads into the next question: Is yeah, what, how how did Akasha begin? Obviously, the yeah, love of beers while you were travelling. Then yeah, look, definitely. I, I was travelling to to the states from oh God, the late nineties. I'm showing my age, but um, yeah, definitely at the start of the the whole um, craft beer thing over in the states. Got to experience some of that, um, some of the early things. Obviously, you know, the early style pale ales, American style pale ales like Sierra Nevada and stuff like that. Um, really sort of I cottoned on them fairly fairly early and, and loved them and um and sort of watched and experienced the growth of craft over there which was which was amazing to see and really got caught up in that. Not really more as a punter back then of course. Um drinking yeah. the beers, loving the beers and, and often had that dream of 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 one day yeah, maybe maybe at least brewing the beer and I became a home brewer um oh, fifteen years ago. Started home brewing very seriously, um, all grown pretty quickly. Um, you know, again, a bit like the beer scene 10, 15 years ago, the home brewing scene was, was still pretty active, but you know, not as easy as it is today to get hold of all the awesome bits and pieces you can. So um, really, really fell in love with, with it hard when I started to, to brew brew these hoppy beers at home. So um, you know, as hops started to filter through from the States, Started to use more and more of the American hops in my beers, and um, you know went from there brewing double IPAs and IPAs. You know, 12, 13 years ago was fairly unique in the home brewing scene, but um, you know, loving it. That's how that's how I kind of kind of did it. And then about 10 years ago, the opportunity came up. I'd been working hard for a long time, was getting pretty tired, and thought, um, let's try this craft beer thing and. Threw in the towel and, and started a brewery called Riverside Brewing, which some of you may or may not know or have heard of. Yeah. Um, and that's how it all started. Yeah, right. Nice. The rest is history, as I say, in the classics, right? <laughs> you still do the odd home brew, or that's uh, gone away now because you've got the massive Akasha Brewing to play with? Yeah, look, I, I, I always thought I, I thought I would. I thought, oh, and yeah, one day I'll get back on it. And when I... Um, you know, five and a half years ago or six years ago, I, I sold um, my half of that brewery at Riverside and had a bit of a break and I bought one of the first um, grandfathers that were around back then and thought, yeah, I'm going to get back into this and never quite, <laughs> when we started the brewery, 
and a cashew, I still had enough in the box. So <laughs> there you go. So no, <laughs> always drinks of it. Never quite got there. When was the it kind of feels like a waste of time, right? The same amount of time to brew twenty liters is like you know twenty four hundred liters. So <laughs> when was the first it feels time like that a bit of a waste of time. Hey, when was the first time that box got opened? Uh a couple of years ago. <laughs> Three years ago, I think. Yeah. We actually right. We brewed um we brewed the first iteration of the um brown ale. There you go. Yeah, wicked. Have any of your homebrews made it into the Akasha rotation at all? The oh, I think I think all of them if you think about it. Like I, they, they, that's where I learned all that I, you know, a lot of what I learned, what I know today, I learned from homebrewing. And I think you can say that about most of the industry around the world is that homebrewing is incredibly important to our industry. And and I, I was pretty, pretty hard-nosed about what I was doing. I was brewing a lot of single hop beers, brewing a lot of smash beers, you know, single hop, single malt, just to get a real, and that's where I learned about hops. You can read as much shit as you want. You can do whatever you want. You can go to university. You can do all sorts of different great things, but until you get in and really understand and brew with all the different hops, particularly one by one and understand what they do and then start bringing them together, um, my home brewing days were invaluable. So, mm. I, yeah, I mean, not exactly, but I think um, certainly my beers at Riverside were were direct, were directly from my home brewing days with a few tweaks and here and there. Um, but... You know, what I learned over those years at Riverside and what, you know, more about professional brewing and how, you know, and some of the new hops that were coming through, like Mosaic was just coming through in the last couple of years at Riverside. And um, so I would say that home brewing has had a direct input to everything. It's still as I do today. So not in a direct, you know, not in a direct recipe way, but certainly in the way that I brew, there's no doubt about it. It's just a big version of what I used to do back then. So did Matt say it was one of the Riverside beers that won one of his uh, beer comps down there? What was that, 77, Matt? Yeah, yeah, 77. It was the beer of the festival. Yeah, so 77, I I spent a good two or three years uh, developing as a home brewer and then released as a professional brewer. So, yeah, that was definitely a home brewer. Yeah, right. Awesome. Nice. Is that anything like your current IPA at Akasha? Oh, it's certainly got similar kind of hops. I think what's probably changed the most over the last 10 years is malt. I think for us, as, as I think you'll say, you'd say that about most IPA brewers and pale ale or American-style brewers. Back in the days of home brewing, you know, 15 years ago and even professional brewing 10 years ago, malt bills used to be a lot more complex and yeah, a lot more crystal malt. Um, you know, a lot more music, a lot more Vienna, that sort of stuff was pretty common and used to have quite a dark. I mean, you remember, you remember LPAs or Paylows, even just six, seven years ago, used to be quite dark, yeah. particularly in Australia. So, and so I think the biggest thing that's changed over the last 10, 15 years is definitely that malt, malt base. Um, so to really, really let the hops shine, you've really got to back that malt off. And there's not many, we're not using a lot of crystal malts in the brewing, in brewing anymore. Mm. Um, we use a very, very, very light crystal these days. It doesn't actually add any colour at all. Um, really just helps to give a little bit of body, a little bit of head, a little bit of everything else, but really doesn't add that much colour or flavour to the beer. So, you know, I think mould has changed a lot. I think 
we're starting to I still use a lot of the old school hops that I used to back then, you know, things like um Cinco, Amarillo, Centennial. I can't give them up. They're just <laughs> fucking amazing and you yeah. can't make a good West Coast without them. Yeah, nice. You've um Akasha makes IPAs of all colours and strengths and I'm sure you've got them, but I've never tried an Akasha stout. Do you have you made them? Do you have them in your range and are we gonna see them up here anytime soon? Yeah, we do. Yeah. Matt, you can have that one. <laughs> so look, we uh, we love it. We love our dark beers in the Kasha. And one of the one of the beers that we do uh quite what relatively regularly is uh is our Sequoia American stout. So it's a uh, obviously it's a hoppy stout and that's that's one of the things that we do quite regularly. It's uh keg it generally it's been a keg only beer. For us, we've always found that the darker beers move a little bit slower in package format. So we've always done those beers as a keg-only product. Uh, obviously, in the current situation, there's not many kegs, but uh, we actually have it on top of the brewery right now. And, uh, I have a keg up here as well. Oh, it's cold now, don't we? Should have got around to their place for the, uh, for the interview. That's right. <laughs> well, well they've, they've got their maximum uh, amount of people in the house. Uh, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I could have stretched it, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so I guess in terms of stouts, it's sort of we definitely love our hobby stouts. We've we've looked at you know we've obviously looked at doing some some different kinds of things with there in in terms of our stouts. But I think you know with with our beers and, and what people love about our beers is those hop hoppy characteristics, and uh, that's what we've always found with the stout and how that works well for people. Yeah, right. I mean, if you're worried about it selling, all you got to do is throw some vanilla beans and some cacao nibs, make it an imperial, a bit of lactose, and just, <laughs> you know, then people buy it. <laughs> oh, do we want to get even fast forward? Well, I was literally going to comment that I can hear Dave shifting his seat when he said lactose. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I might have also, known that. what about, uh, have, you, have you guys had our black IPA? Ooh. I don't think I have. Oh, what was that one called? Well, it's not, is that the Queen of the Damned? No, it was a red No, it's no, Blacksmith. So it's not Blacksmith. Black oh, we've had Blacksmith in our Akasha tasting. I'm sure we had that in it. We haven't. A... No, I don't think I have. Almost 12 months ago, boys. Mm. Yeah. That's a lot of beers ago. I can't ago. remember last week, Truy, let alone 12 months ago. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to go back and listen to the podcast yeah, maybe. to find out. <laughs> <laughs> so long story short, yes, you do do stouts, but... Can we get some? <laughs> well, we, we do this now, but I think one of, one of the things that we love is is Black IPA. And actually, I'm, well, I'm probably talking an attorney, but it may or may not be making a return in the next couple of months. Yeah. But, um, yeah, look, we love a good stout, and, Amer and we tend to make it an American stout, so nice and hoppy. But um, the Black IPA style for us is... Um, is something that we like to do as we lead into winter, um, but true American style black IPA, which is quite, it's not roasty and it's not typical of the type of, you know, a typical black beer, which has all that awesome roast and, and whatever. It's, it's a real, it's almost a, it's black as night, but you can close your eyes and almost be drinking an IPA first. And, right. and then you go, oh, hang on, I can feel a little bit of notes of, of those black and roast malts coming through, but foremost, it's a it's an IPA, and um, that's how no, that's how we believe a, a good 
um, American style black coffee. I should burn it anyway. It's 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 a beautiful beer, one we we love and look forward to as it gets a bit cooler. Yeah, can't wait to so see. So, Dave, you would say it's not a hoppy porter. You'd say it's a oh, don't, don't start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll we'll <laughs> we'll leave roast to uh, big roasty notes to the hoppy porters and the hoppy stouts, and yeah, we'll we well left out of the black coffee. <laughs> Does that mean we get to call this uh, this show the, the Great Stitch Up? <laughs> it's been a couple, so Always. I reckon it's getting yeah, yeah, yeah. We need one more there's to like, make it official. A few, I'm sure there's a few more to come here, yeah. let me tell you. But, yeah, I haven't had any jokes oh. on my expense yet, so we'll, we'll, we'll wait for oh, it. Oh, no, yeah, hell, you mm. feeling left out, Mickey. Yeah, well, it's slightly. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen you all year. I've yeah, I know, right? Yeah, you are, yeah, yeah. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. You Thank missed you. your opportunity there, mate. Your usual <laughs> joke. What's that bet being short? I haven't yeah. seen him. No, no, that everything goes over his head. Oh, oi! No, no it's been oh, that done. was a reverb joke. That's not. That's not I, first. I was grade wondering enough. why Mick was quiet. It's been done I, I realised it's an interview with the cast and not notice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's slow round of applause. That's good. <laughs> hey, come on! He's 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 put in as many hours for a cast well, as he has uh, Modus lately. He, yeah. Work for Modus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, the last thing I did was uh, Eaton's Hill. Uh, work for Eaton's Hill in that slop fest of a stink ground. Um, <laughs> bloody Eaton's Hill was. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, I think we spent more time with Chewy. Oh, than you. Was yeah. that, sorry. Uh, he, uh, works for, he works for Modus. No, no, the, 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 the stinky one. It was Eaton's Hill. Oh. Uh, Eaton's Hill. Um, Brisbane's Beer Festival. Oh, right, right, yeah, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was that was a sloppy, stinky mess, and uh, sweaty as. <laughs> I thought you were talking about. I thought you were talking about the brewery. I go. <laughs> no, this isn't an exclusive. No, 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 no. no. I thought he was talking about his personal life. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, if it fits. That's right. <laughs> Oh, where do we go from here? <laughs> <laughs> stuff ups. We go yeah, to stuff yeah, ups. No. You brought Mick into it. That was a wooden leg. It's only going to get worse from here. Yeah, 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 I'm sucking on yeah. that at the moment. That's I'm almost finished. So. <laughs> thinking, of, thinking of stuff ups, <laughs> you guys ever brewed a beer down there where either something went wrong during the process or there was just something wrong with the recipe, but it actually ended up being good and it got released? Look, normally, let let me preface this by saying normally, you know, we're we're happy to dump beer, right? And that's that's an honest, you know, whatever. If it's not if it's not up to scratch from a quality perspective or a taste perspective, yes, we will dump a beer. Um, My address has dumped in the name. I can make that happen. (laughs) (laughs) I did when we first brewed the wooden leg. I assume this is where you're going, Cherie. I'm sure this is a stitcher. I this is the way this, there's a story here and I yeah. love it we never tried to stitch <laughs> up the big dog but if we're breaking into something that we want to hear I haven't got to yeah. stitch up there yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I've heard that's that's uh, that's you to a T mate Take it out. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> no, we did the first time we brewed. So wooden leg. I don't, we spoke about it briefly before. It is our our um, annual release, but it is um, a beer we spent a lot of time on, and, and we don't. We would never release a beer that had 
I mean, it's a ten and a half percent triple IPA. It's a big beer, but still a very, very balanced and a very mm. drinkable beer, which is which is what we try and achieve with all our beers. Um, but it's got a shitload of hops in it, and yeah, it does. to to we talk about. Then the other two will probably start to smile and fucking roll their eyes. So we talk about this tri- it's triangle of balance. Traditionally, as homebrewers, we learn about sweetness and bitterness, and yeah, bitterness of hops, sweetness of malt, and balancing those. What what you need, what we talk about is a triangle of balance because alcohol is a big, big role to play in balance. And so it's the third wheel, the third part of that triangle. So it's a real, you know, to, to balance out that amount of alcohol, you need a certain amount of hops, a certain amount of malt sweetness to really bring bring it uh, so it's not at the forefront. The last thing you want is a big hot mess when you when you drink a 10.5% beer. And it mm-hmm. takes a lot of malt and a lot of hops and a lot of everything to really bring that into balance, which is really difficult. Yeah, so the sure. first time we brewed that beer, um, we overload. We, there's a lot of hops in the Whirlpool. It is a West Coast, so we do have a lot of hops still on the hot side. And um, we, we loaded all the hops into the Whirlpool and completely clogged up the system. <laughs> so if anyone knows what a Whirlpool looks like, it's a big, right at the end, of, we transfer that after the boil. We, it is a Whirlpool. It creates a big Whirlpool to separate the hops from the um, from the liquid. And there's a big stainless barrier that holds those hops back as you drain off the wort, and it just wasn't big enough. And... Um, from there, we go to our heat exchanger, which clogged up, and we could not get any beer out to the fermenter from from the brew house. Oh, no. And no matter what we did. Um, so the problem with that is the amount of hops that are sitting in a whirlpool is that it, we want the, the, the beer or the wort to sit on those hops for a very, very short period of time just to draw out all the awesome flavours and not all of that bitterness. So mm. by the time it had been sitting there for half an hour to an hour, We've drawn out way, way too much bitterness out of the out of the hops, and okay. um, we had to uh, we had to dump that batch. But being a four vessel system, by the time you get to that point, you've already got another brew coming behind it, and already too late. Mm. So we uh, we very quickly had to make a decision that we couldn't brew that beer anymore. But we've got this blurt sitting in the in the brew house. Um, what do we do with it? And we quickly. On the uh, on the fly, created a recipe for an XPA, which was four and a half years ago, and an XPA meant a very strong pale ale, not the pale. <laughs> yeah, not that yeah, right. they are now. Yeah. Version of whatever we know it is today. <laughs> we won't let's not go down that path. Um, but so in other in other words, we wanted to brew a strong pale ale, and uh, yeah, we we created a uh, an XPA. Um, on the fly, and it was it was an absolute hit. It was uh, we had going for a couple of years. Now, 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 discontinued. But uh, yeah. that was the one time where we where we uh, one of those things you spend years developing recipes, and then you develop one on the fly, and everyone fucking loves it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> In ten minutes, yeah. <laughs> be like that child you don't like. No. Yeah. <laughs> I've been with uh, Akasha what just over two years now, and I think. In that time, they've dumped one batch that I know of that was going large, and and that was just over a year ago. So yeah, we've we've done we've done two two big. batches over over the last few years, and both of those were due to um, equipment failure on the cold side, in you know, temperature controllers mm. packing in overnight or something like that. And, and that's a yeah, you know, it's a tough decision, but you just do it and get on with it. 
Yeah, yeah, you can't you can't dwell on that, you know. Get over, let's move on to the next one. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, um, so moving on to the subject everyone's sick of fucking hearing about right now, the old COVID-19 <laughs> pandemic. So there's... Yeah, so I thought so, you were going to say me then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. I still like you, Truy, no matter what everyone else says. Oh, I love yeah. you, <laughs> Everybody says that. That's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're more like Even Frost, like mate. You're just a bit of an irritant. You're, <laughs> yeah. you're not a pandemic. <laughs> yeah, Fuck. we've... You know, some of us have been deemed essential. Mixed online orders of online sales aren't, but people still want them. Um, yes, this I do. Has it been busier than ever for you guys down there, or is it what's happened down there with it? Is it slowing down? It's been it's been a really interesting time, and and as as it has been for you know so many so many businesses and so many breweries uh, around the land. For for us, it definitely it hasn't been easier than normal. We've obviously uh, you know kegs are still such an integral part of our of our business, and so we've seen you know that go down to zero overnight, and and so you know we've. With, with you know so many of our ven- you know venue partners and we've got so many friends in the in the on-premise industry i mean I've, you know as i said before I'm, i you know manage pubs and we've got so many so many friends who still still work in the in that side of things and you know did that for 10 years since since leaving school and everything like that before i got into into, into breweries and uh, and working with beer and so that that side of things is quite hard i mean uh, and then for the from the package side of things, uh, one of the things that we uh, that we were working on quite hard was we installed a canning line into the into our brewery uh, at the start of the year, and so that thankfully at, at this stage of things is, uh, has worked has worked quite well in our favour. So we've been packaging a lot of beer, but look, we are quieter. We've shifted into. Uh, you know, doing different things, and and one thing that we've been focusing a lot on is our is our packaged products, and so we are still, as bottle shops are busy, we, you know, stay busy with that. But uh, you know, overall, it's still, uh, it's not not firing at a hundred percent as uh, yeah. as, as we'd lo- love it to be. Well, so, I see you got fifty fifty uh, percent off um grell uh, fills or fills through the tap house. So yeah. So I was at the uh, I was at the brewery I was at the brewery for a few hours today. We uh we actually had a, a pretty busy weekend so far. That uh lines uh, out to the street, which is, yeah. which is which really really nice, nice thing. It was really nice thing. We had a lot of really lot of good local support. Yeah. Uh, for for that and and you know it was it was really good to see over, over the weekend. It's just you know so many familiar faces. It's, it's people who are coming from the local area. Uh, you know. Pretty much all of the growlers I was feeling were were all a cast of branded growlers. There was a, a lot of people who uh, you know you know enjoy drinking our beers at, at the local clubs or local pubs or in our venue itself. And um, you know they were coming in. They were like, oh, I haven't used this in, in, in a couple of years. It's all mm. clean and everything. And you know just just pouring beers. You know the amount of uh, even though they could purchase uh, Hopsmith and freshwater cans, the amount of uh, Hopsmith and freshwater growlers I feel today was uh, fairly surprising. Yeah, just people just wanting to have a tap beer, I guess, is uh, for them was uh, was, a, was a was a bit of a special thing. So, Absolutely, that was Absolutely. good. We, um, in fact, even today actually, we <laughs> we actually had the general manager of our local council area. He came in. Uh, he just wanted to to purchase a growler of the Canada Bay Ale, which is one of our <laughs> lo- one of our local beers. Who 
because I said he missed having it on on tap with his local club, so nice. had to come in and get a growler of it, which was uh, which was pretty cool as well. No, that so, is good. You get to you get great. to uh, um, kind of touch base with a few of your. Uh, Supporters as passionate well. Passionate locals. Is, yeah, yeah, really good, really good. I don't I don't really know much about the area where you guys are down there at, at Five Dock. Do you have a lot of other breweries around you or you do you have quite a, a wide net of, you know, people that are sort of your customers? I, I guess it's um uh not to dominate the conversation, but um I guess it's it's a it's a straight where we are where we are, we are in a in an area that's not necessarily close to a lot of other breweries where in Sydney, there's a uh, there's a big conglomerate of breweries around the Marrickville area, and we're probably you know uh, right now with with no traffic on the road, it's only a it's only a 15 minute drive. But uh, sometimes in Sydney, traffic can mm-hmm. take you up to an hour uh, driving between the two. So sometimes yeah. we don't we don't necessarily get the crossover. But I guess where we are in Sydney, we're we're almost at the central point of Sydney. Uh, um, where where we are, it's pretty easy to get north, pretty easy to get south. Uh, really easy to get to the to the western western suburbs and and things like that from there. We're pretty much right near the uh, Olympic site. Um, ah, which, okay. You know, and and so for us, it's a you know, it, it's a fairly important part. Where you know where we are, there was never really before we got there five years ago. There wasn't a lot of uh, venues uh, doing uh, you know doing any different beers and things like that, and that's slowly starting to change since we got to the area. Um, you know, we've had a, so much support from our from the local clubs and, and pubs and bottle shops and, and things, which is so great. I mean, our our local pub when we opened and and still to this day uh, uh, has a has a clientele. Uh, it's a, a little bit interesting. Um, but anyway, actually, I won't get into that. It's still it's still a, it's still a topless one. Uh, hey. This is the opportunity <laughs> to get in, Matt. It's, uh, <laughs> this, is, this isn't a PG PG rated podcast. Yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. 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 Have we dropped the F bomb yet? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. we've been pretty pretty good. And, oh well. And the question I have is: Is how come we haven't had any uh, after work drinks when we're down there at this pub? <laughs> <laughs> It's recently been it's recently been sold. I believe they're uh, they're turning away from that image. Good, good out, good out. Good out yeah. <laughs> he says we haven't had any afterward drinks there, mate. Just give you one, buddy. And now, big serious question for Dave. Um, oh, you you probably have no idea where Narangbar is, but when is the Narangbar brew pub of Akasha opening up? <laughs> I didn't stitch him up with this one, Dave. <laughs> oh. these, these boys are all out at Narangbar. <laughs> yep, Narangbar. Narangbar is. There's like a heap of craft beer. Kalinga, if you can get through, uh, you know, two thousand litres of uh, Akasha beer every week, we'll uh, we'll start planning straight away. Right, I got myself. Uh, right. Sure, you can hear that. <laughs> you can, surely, you can, surely you can do that. Between yeah. the three of them, they could probably do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. So basically, if you get the Narangbar Tavern firing, then you know maybe we'll have a look into it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and there we I go. Have words. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I'm not going to hit pause physically, but I'm going to get a beer. Yes. Yeah, I, I, I was just looking at the time. It's like you know, it feels like that time where we we usually pause, we go beer. get another beer. Yeah. 
<laughs> the wooden legs wet me whistle. I, I've been putting you guys on mute at least twice to go and get a beer. Oh, <laughs> you tell me this is your only break to get a beer. We're going from wooden leg. What do you recommend yeah. of the Akasha range? Yeah, we went from Canada to wooden leg. What do we go now? <laughs> Have you got any Sabra out there? Sabra, no, I don't think so. No, true, didn't share that with us. Not mosaic? We got the mosaic. Let's yeah. go that. We'll take a step back. Yeah, yeah, mosaic. Mosaic. Yeah. mosaic. You know, you know, uh, Hopsmith is the smaller version of wooden leg. Yeah, that's what is I was Is that right? Take a step back. I don't know. Ask Dave. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Ask Dave. He's gone on mute again. He's got, he's got to go to the end of the So basically the, the, the way that it lines up is it's Little Smith as the three and a half, it's Hopsmith at 7.2, and then it goes into Wooden Leg at 10 and a half. Uh, Corbin, which is our double IPA, has its own sort of path and will uh, be releasing Oh, shit. A I've got four version. Corbins in the fridge. I should have got us them. Oh, yeah. oh. Excuse me. <laughs> Let's, yeah. Swap it to Corbin. Yeah. Did you just say you got fucking Corbin in the fridge? Yeah. Yeah, have yeah. got four of the bastards. Oh, am I allowed to swear in this podcast? Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like fucking swear. Oh, good. Thanks. <laughs> Get the fucking Corbin. I love this fucking beer. All right, yeah. So I was going to say, tell us about Corbin D since we just cracked one. I do like the design of the can. That orange and black, I, I do like. I'm a red and black fan. Yeah, that it's, quite, it's, quite, it's quite it's um, striking. And when we did the original sort of cans, which are now getting a little bit a little bit dated, but um, that one kind of stood out and still looks pretty cool. Absolutely. Uh, look, double IPA for me has been the, the core of my passion the craft for so many years. Um, I, you know, brewing IPAs many years ago and then moving to double IPAs and making them drinkable and not a sickly sweet mess and all that sort of stuff has really been the focus for many, many years of my brewing. Mm. And um, so Corbin is kind of a culmination of everything that I've read, focused on, studied, brewed, for many, many years. Well, so this is um, your, basically your pinnacle beer. Uh, yeah. Well, I think Hopsmith and Corbin are the two, right? I mean, Hopsmith is, is for me, everything that an IPA should be, and so is Corbin. But mm. double IPA is just, for me, just, just like when you guys said Corbin, I've got Corbin in the fridge, I got all excited, right? I still, after all this time. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's such a fucking great beer. That is so easy and, to drink, especially yeah, after that. And really I'm like, <laughs> On the other side of that, I'm my own biggest biggest critic, right? So it's 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 it takes a lot for me to say that, but Corbin is um, is you know to, to brew an eight and a half percent beer that drinks easily, yeah. And you know you drink. We we, we talk about um, one of my one of my good mates, um, Pete from from Wayward. You guys may know in Sydney. We've known each other for a long, long time. In fact, we worked together before we were brewers in my old life, and. And we talk about, we've always spoken about the two schooner tests. No matter how big your beer, no matter what it is, whether it's a, whether it's a big double IPA, triple IPA, whether it's a lager, whether it's a <coughs> pastry stout, whether it's whatever it is, 
<laughs> Sorry, I had something caught in my throat. I yeah, don't know yeah, what that yeah, was. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. So, so it's like it, pastry stout. Yeah, it's like a bit of pastry where it should fucking stay. <laughs> <laughs> On the so, fucking apple turnover. Whatever it is, if you can't drink two skinners of it, well, that's the fucking point, right? Yeah, so true. You want to enjoy the beer. It's not about get, it's not. We don't brew an eight and a half percent beer. We don't brew a ten and a half percent beer just to get you pissed. We brew it because it's a beautiful, balanced beer, and that's what it's there for. Doesn't yep. mean you're going to drink a six pack of it if you choose to that's fine but <laughs> sounds like a it's, challenge it's all about balance and so you know i spent many years trying how do we brew an eight eight and a half percent nine percent whatever it is double ipa and um and make it balance and and let's and i think we've done it you, you know, guys tell me you, you hit the nail on there man yeah so you don't want to you don't want to taste the alcohol you know you don't want too much hops that you can't taste anything else you want mm. a little bit of that biscuity malt base coming through it's all about that balance doesn't really um, even taste any thicker than what the Canada ale is. Um, yeah, you want body, but you don't yeah. want it to be that sickly, sweet, syrupy sort of stuff, right? So, sure. um, yeah, it's kind of everything, everything that that um, you know I've done as a brewer, and then all my, you know, we've got a pretty big brew team now, and we all love this. This is the what we all work towards. Yeah. Um, so it's also the showcases pretty much all of our favourite hops. It show, you know, there's a lot of mosaic in there. Mosaic is just the most amazing, versatile hop in the whole wide world. And if anyone ever asks you, what's your favourite hop, mosaic? That's it. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a beautiful hop. It makes everything awesome. So what's um, with the futuristic yeah. um, uh, Fifth Element um, taxi? So I think somebody said where the name comes from. So does any, do you guys know where the name comes from? No. Akasha? No, 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 Corbin. No, no Corbin D. So the Corbin D. So Akasha is the fifth element. Uh-huh. Ah. And has anyone seen the fifth element movie? Yes. Big butter boom. Many moons ago. Yeah. <laughs> what's the ma- what's the name uh, the main male character out of Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. <laughs> what a fucking <laughs> Bruce Willis. <laughs> 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 What's he name? His name is Corbin Dallas. Yeah, Corbin Dallas. Ah, yeah. Oh, good stuff. I didn't wow. realize. Yeah. I was wondering because that taxi is Fifth Element, and I'm like, well, yeah, yeah there, there's something tied in there for Shizzle. Because that's he <laughs> is, he drove the uh, taxi, and she fell through the taxi. Yeah, yeah. How tidy is she, by yeah. the way? Yeah, I was going to say. Sorry? I just remember her writhing around in that cell. Yeah, I think it was about twelve. It's an added bonus of Dream Corbin D. You get to think about that movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bloody will yeah. be now. <laughs> yeah, I knew this beer gave me I a love little it. idea. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say it gave me a wooden leg, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Corbin D. gave me a wooden leg. <laughs> that should be on a can. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> 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 Gonna rue the day you ever came on this podcast. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah can we hang up now? <laughs> so, 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 hey, Dave. Um, I, I think Matt already pod- has hung up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> on your podcast you've been on so far, uh, which I believe is all of them. Um, <laughs> do we rank? Okay. <laughs> Sorry, True. Your mates are fuckwits. <laughs> <laughs> Did I call you mate? <laughs> oh, sorry. Just stay though. <laughs> I think Dave's eating again. Ooh. I think he's having some more food. Oh, Dave's gone. 
Dave's not here. Dave's man. not here. Man. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. So Dave's, Dave's love of double uh, IPA stems back a lot further, I believe. And I think the last, well, the first time we crossed paths again after we uh, left Pizza Hut, he got me fuck eyed. <laughs> and I'll also fuck eyed on Triple um, Seven. Hey, hey. <laughs> so. What I did, or you just yeah. drank the beer? Well, you, you made me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know so, what you're talking about. So we were at the Warner's, Warner's Bay uh, Beer Festival. Warner's at the Bay Beer Festival. And oh, no, 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 I did get you pissed. That's right. Sorry, you're right. got me fuck-eyed. Oh, I mean, yeah. absolutely fuck-eyed. <laughs> it was a fucking tasty beer, but um, just like everything that back then, as he said, he designed them on the... Um, on his uh, homebrew kit, but Triple uh, Seven still considered um, up there with with um, Corbin D as one of the best double IPAs in the country. So it's been a long time since I've had Triple uh, Seven, but I, I must. I, I you and me both, mate. I, I don't know. I hope it's, <laughs> I hope it's something good. I don't think I've drunk it since that day you got me. <laughs> it's a bit like it's a bit like drinking Southern Comfort as a fourteen-year-old. You never do it again. But you know, you were pretty pissed. Oh, I, I did it. I, I drank Southern Comfort again. Oh, Southern Comfort, that's beachy. <laughs> really? Who the fuck Southern Comfort? Fourteen-year-old, apparently. Yeah. Southern Comfort's all right. It, it's got like that peach kind of flavour. But that's it, what it was, it, wasn't it? I, I don't know. Bourbon with peach aroma or something. Read the label. I was in a hurry. (laughs) It's it's, it's like cough medicine, but alcoholic. Oh, Jesus. I'm feeling you're thinking about it. That was a long time ago. 14 for me was a lot longer away than you fuckers. Let me tell you. What am I, 41? I'm the oldest one out of. uh, We're just really immature. Yeah, just really immature. Actually, yeah, you're you're actually forty eight. Uh, uh, sorry, fifty eight. Aren't you? So, yeah. <laughs> Use your sound, yo. Filters, mate. Filters. Because he's three foot tall, Dave. <laughs> oh, there it is. Yeah. I truly has it. The from Mick a, Jagger yeah. the pod. Wow, amazing. <laughs> from an unexpected source. I'd like to say there was a team up here, but that's all true. That nah, one. he's short. We had actual height put into it. He's not far off the mark. <laughs> but he's there. Yeah, no, you're not far off the mark. Height. My nine-year-old got... daughter's just about as tall as me. <laughs> what was that? Somebody Ooh. just chimed in with something then. Yeah, Your delivery is here or something. Oh. <laughs> Who's ordered Pizza Hut? <laughs> pizza. It was never, it's never the same after 92. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, no. Bloody Dougie. That's what we're calling Truey from now on. Dougie. Oh. Dougie, Truey, Dougie. Yes, yes. Dougie. Dougie. <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs> Even the funnier thing was, was that we were before Dougie, were we, Dave? <laughs> so next next on your Zoom meeting, mate, we want Dougie. And I, can I tell a story about my screen name on? Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so I've got. So I go. Let me tell a story. Let me fucking real my story. <laughs> so, but I'm, I'm gonna, there's a, there's a, there's three parts to this story. First of all, I'm on, I can't remember who I was doing. I was on a like I've never done a Zoom before. And my mates go, oh, let's do a Zoom. You know, Rona's kicked in, so let's do a Zoom. Yeah. And so my mate sends the link and I get on and it goes, oh, I'll put your name in. So I go, 
John Holmes. Yes. Yeah, you know who John Holmes is? Yeah. I think most of the Queensland will know who John Holmes is. Right. Yeah, I thought, oh, you know, immature moment. Let's do this. John Holmes. <laughs> Someone otherwise known as Dirk Diggler. Dirk Diggler. <laughs> so I put John Holmes in and the mate's going, oh, you're fucking funny, Patton. That's great. And so anyway, I finished that and then we have a work one, right? So... So Chewy tees up, we're going to do this Friday work thing and I'm, you know, I'm getting on, I'm the mature fucking boss thing. Have you ever been mature? I'm trying to, but I mean, you, you know that, but I'm, you know, trying to put this facade on for my staff. So yeah, yeah. I get on and, oh, how are you going, guys? And they're all laughing. I looked at it and said, oh, fuck me, it's still got John Holmes written on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's brilliant. Brilliant. Yes. <laughs> so John Holmes, I go, oh, yeah, and it did, and I, and I couldn't figure out. And, Matt, I don't know if you know this, but we had a call with a chick in the States the other night morning. Yeah, no, I saw. Yeah, I saw it the entire time. And, and so we got a proper fucking, a proper work call with a lady in the United States. We get on, I'm talking to her, it's all very serious. I look up, oh, fuck, it's still John Holmes. <laughs> oh, <I still laughs> what do you do? Do I say, do I say something? Yeah, do I say do something? I, 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 you know, it's a very serious phone call. I'm being serious. She's being serious. And she's, she's you know, she's calling me Dave. And I'm going, oh, what is she, does she know who John Holmes is? Yeah, look, she's, she's oh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> that's oh, that's a great story. I'm not sure how we got to that, but I thought I'd well, say that story. I was going to say, in all, in all honesty, half, half, the, uh, half the staff didn't know who James John Holmes was. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Say. I actually got away with it until he actually described who it was. Showing pictures. Hey, this is him. Here's a video. <laughs> oh, dear. Now it's just boring old Dave again. <laughs> We've managed to do a Sunday sesh type podcast with other people. There we go. Yeah, isn't it? it seems to happen when I'm around. Take all the credit. Yeah. <laughs> well I haven't even asked Dave what what has changed in five years at a council. <laughs> it's kind of hard to birthday. throw back to that right now. Right? <laughs> hey, let's yeah, look, serious face uh, <laughs> and go. <laughs> just, just so you know, Dave, Steve has coloured hair. Actually, he got to do what's changed to our brewery. Yeah. Well, um, you're saying serious face. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Always. Yeah. yeah. If, if you're looking at him and read serious face, you probably wouldn't be able to keep serious. Serious in Always serious face. Hair, green hair, red hair. So what has changed at the brewery? Is that what the question was? But yeah, basically what's changed at Akasha in five years from the get-go to now? Oh, look. You know, I could say some really corny stuff, but it's kind of true. And this is kind of, you know, we're pretty hard-nosed about what we do and why we do it. We we spent a lot of time this year um, talking about our brand. And our brand is not and our brand's not our logo, it's not our name. So it's what we, who we are and what we represent. And this is really fucking important because it's about what, why are we here, right? And... We're here and we've got 15 people that work in our brewery and every single one of them is there for exactly the same reason because we fucking love big, hobby American-style beers and we want to make sure that the rest of the world 
understands how fucking good they can be. That's it. Yep. And it took us a whole, it took us months to figure this out, right? Because we're going, oh, you know, all this corporate shit and blah blah blah, and and you know we and and you know there's some real there's some tangents we go off like we've always believed in quality, and that comes down to what we're saying before about dumping beer if we have to, or you know consistency, quality, all these awesome things. But why are we here? We're here to brew awesome beers that we love, and hopefully. Show everybody else in the world what they can be like, and that's it, you know. And that's the one thing that hasn't changed from day one, and that's probably the, the core thing that we need to make sure as we get bigger, it's really easy to let shit like that go, yeah. And we've always got to keep reminding ourselves, and even in, in times like this when it's really tough, it really becomes important and really becomes we're here, you know, for some really genuine reasons. and. Yeah. And in time, when times are tough, people really latch onto that. And as Matt was saying before, we've seen locals, we've seen people all around Australia who love our beer, you know, really latch on to us because they want to make sure that we're here at the end. And and unless you have that real genuine reason for doing what you do, um, you know, it's all bullshit, really, isn't it? Absolutely. So, um, Absolutely. It's it's um so it hasn't in in that regard. I hope it hasn't changed at all. Mm. Um, what has changed? We got bigger. And I guess that, that that's why I mentioned that to start with. We're probably, you know, we're at least four, five, six times bigger. We're growing. We're buying tanks. We're, we're, we're hiring people. I mean, we started with two and I got 15, right? So we're a lot bigger than we used to be. But at this core of it, I hope that doesn't make any difference to you drinking my beers. You know what I mean? Or our beers, my beers. you got to stop saying that. But... But why, why, why do it? Otherwise, I mean, if I wanted to make you a million bucks, I wouldn't be making beer, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there any hand sanitizer right now? Yeah. Yeah. Well, not even. Not even. Not even. I'll tell you what, I, I, I was, um, when this first, a couple of weeks ago, what, let's say three weeks into the um, the crisis, there was, ever, I'm going to pivot, you know, people are saying, I'm going to pivot to hand sanitizer. I can't remember the number, but there was, there was literally like a hundred, two hundred um, applications for um, uh, what do you call it? No, not even that. Uh, what do you call it? I can't think of it. Over. But people who were essentially pivoting to that, um, making hand sanitizer, and it's a good business model for a few weeks. But um, I wouldn't want to be there in a couple of months' time. No. Hey, Dave, is no, there any truth to the rumor that I'm just making up right now as we speak that CUB are knocking on your door? <laughs> no, they are certainly not knocking on our door. And, you know, sometimes I feel a little bit left out. We're I mean, look, in all seriousness, we've got all 15 of us incredibly you know, love what we do, are passionate. Uh, yeah, think we all believe, not just think, we believe that we make the best beer in the world. And then we hear about all these buyouts and like, when's, when's that fucking call? Cool? Yeah, yeah. Why is no one calling us? Quick, go through the emails. Fiercely, in, Did we fiercely independent. Fiercely independent. <laughs> Check this out. <laughs> that's right. We don't necessarily want the call, but you want the call. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make us feel good. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to be able to say, no, get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> How much were you offering? <laughs> yeah. oh, hang on, hang on. What did you say? How much? Uh, look, at the end of the day, I've got some. I've got some very good mates who have, uh, who are now have, you know, 
um, bosses that were different than they were a few years ago. And um, they are all as passionate about what they do as we are. Um, And, you know, look, I I don't, I'm not the, I'm not the guy that, that, you know, we are fiercely independent. There is no doubt about that, but I don't want to just too far the guys that have, you know, have done what they've done. And, um, particularly the guys that have been working for a long, long time. I'll never forget the mountain goat guys when they um, were taken over by Asahi. You know, Dave Benighton's a good friend of mine. Um, in fact, my Legend. first brewery that I, professional brewery I bought at Riverside was the old mountain goat brewery um, or brew house um, 10 years ago. And, um they worked so hard for so long and built, you know, a behemoth of a brewery and it was time, you know, it's, it's, it works for them. And, and, and those guys are still punching out pretty great beer. So um, each to their own. Um, but right now, you know, we brew, there's no doubt that all of us, all of us that work here brew beer because we fucking love it. Because trust me, we'd be doing something else otherwise. But uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty fucking cool. And as long as we can punch out a living and pay the bills and, and at the end of the day, we can have a shit day. But at the end of the day, we stand up and we say, mate, we just brewed beer all day. How fucking yeah, bad can this yeah. be? <laughs> That's it. Don't all worry, context. Dave. I, I actually think I won the lottery in um, next week. So um, we'll make sure we don't have to sell out. And we had this conversation a lot. And Cross, you bet every fucking win the lottery one day. Let me tell you. Honestly, but, I, but it's I funny, you know, every other week and say I. I when when, when, when we talk about Cherry winning the lottery, we don't talk about you know, oh fucking great, we can we can sell up and get out of here. We talk about we talk about the big new vessels we're going to buy. <laughs> you know, all the other sort of stuff because you know, at the end of the day, we love what we do. Curry in a lottery means that they don't have to sell the TV. <laughs> no, no, all, I, all, I want, all I want is a, is a couple of new 10,000 litre tanks. Thanks, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Done. Done. So on, the, done. on the subject of, of Truy. I could probably drink those tanks. <laughs> much, so it's all right. I'll be out. Yeah, sure. Done. That, that kind of, and a little bit of a serious moment here. Mm. Not really, because I'm a little bit drunk. Well, I thought that was pretty serious, but anyway, go on. <laughs> Just keep, keep going, mate. Truey, um, basically, yeah, showing some kind of unusual loyalty that, uh, let's face it, none of us would say that. If we won the lotto, we'd be like, fuck you, boss, we're out. Yeah. But um, I've seen that bloke argue with people. <laughs> He's so passionate about what what you guys do and if he's one of the you know the the, the 15 you're talking about yeah you guys have got a good thing going there for sure i, I wouldn't exactly say argue oh but, you know what um, i mean stand up for is what i'm trying to say passionately uh advocate i'm passionate i am passionate and and look it, it dates back a long time and obviously um can we stop recording while I say this? But uh, I, I'll, I I'll actually cut this we'll keep recording, but this can be edited. Mick talked over it. Mate, I recorded say, that. Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, Mick didn't shut up. Say it again. No, no, I can't say it again. No. Oh. Uh, look, he said he actually look, respects I, Dave. I, <laughs> no, Mick. Hey, you're putting words in my mouth. <laughs> no, no, actually, um, look, I've, I've known Dave for quite a long time, um, you know, dating back 50 years. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, 
What are you doing for your 16th next year, by the way? What did you do for your 60th two years ago? Look, at the end of the day, um, I, I've known Dave for a very long time and and we crossed paths by, um, well, I don't think it's accident. I was managing pubs in Newcastle and his uh, go-to guy, um, hi Ben, Ben Galanos, uh, Dropped in and, and tried to sell sell the beer to us, and we we took some. That was when he was at uh, Riverside, and and um, mm-hmm. obviously then Dave got me fuck out on triple seven. Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, but I at the time I I think I was I was kind of starting my journey in, in craft beer and um, to to really latch onto the stuff that Dave was brewing was fantastic, and and when he started. Brewing with the Karcher, I uh, I jumped on straight away because I believed in what he was selling. No, nice. so you and, followed um, Dave rather than the uh, the beer or the brand. No, Dave Dave was the brewer. Nice, very good. So, and, and I've but, he, but he's not really anymore. So you know. <laughs> yeah. you came out with recipes, all that sort of stuff. So it's, it's good. It's, but at the end of the day, Dave came out with the beers and 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 brewed them and. And I followed those, and I actively, while I was in Newcastle, found out where they were and went to those places and and drank them and, and thoroughly enjoyed them. Nice. And um, was it 2000 and 2015? I got uh, I got married to my wife, and uh, we were in Sydney to uh, to go on a honeymoon. And Dave was opening up his brewery, and we dropped in. He threw us a couple of shirts to wear in Hawaii on our honeymoon, and mm. um, I wore it like a badge. Always marketing, mate. Always marketing. <laughs> yep, I, I absolutely True. wore that uh, that that shirt like a badge, and um, I've still got it today. I've cut the sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> but, you can um, take the boy out of West in Sydney. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you can put it in Queensland, mate. Stick him in Cabo. <laughs> <Yeah>. Queensland. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, so I, um, I moved up here still following my passion, which was, uh, you know, working in pubs and, and, and beer. And um, I found that my passion lied a lot more with crafty. Mm. And... Obviously, I had a bit of a leg in with um, what Akasha were doing and passionately pleaded with them to uh, hire me for the, the Queensland club. So after many times of saying, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> you wore a costume uh, to think, the interview? It was kind of like um, it was kind of like being in a nightclub and just, you know, hitting on a cheek. Eventually, they're going to... <laughs> no, that's, that's not right. So you got Dave uh, drunk no. until he said yes. <laughs> that, that just got really fucking creepy, bro. Come on. <laughs> I, I actually think Dave was drunk. But uh, yeah. no. yeah. look, look um, at the end of the day, they I think they, uh, they found the point that they were either going with um, someone selling the beer up here along with a catalogue of you know, 20 or 30 other beers or, or they need someone to sell it passionately. And, you know, what better way to put someone on than someone who's passionate about the beers? So, right. That's exactly it. Yeah. 
Mm. Two and a beat weeks later, I'm still here. They haven't got rid of me. Yeah. Yeah. If you're only doing um, it for the paycheck, you're not going to have a whole lot of passion behind you. Yeah. I see you on uh, on the socials, Truy. Whenever on those beer groups, anyone's asking for a recommendation, you're like, try your cash as this or try your cash as that. I like, I like this. What do you recommend? Fucking a cash of this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah I saw that the other day. Somebody yeah. was like, I'm, I'm, I like 4X and I've had a few Coronas and what should I try next? And Drew was just like, a real wooden fucking leg, beer. Wooden leg, <laughs> real leg. Jump in, buddy. <laughs> Oh, look, as I said, you start from the top and you work your way back. <laughs> yeah. that, that was fabricated, by the way. Now, look, hey, um, <laughs> we're, we're pushing on about the longest podcast we've ever done with anybody, but it feels like we've been doing this for about 15 minutes. I know, for, right? Yeah. Well, for me, great. you guys are probably bored shitless. Let's set a record. <laughs> I haven't even yeah. asked Dave what's coming up for the brewery. Do you want to do that? Yeah. Hey, Dave. I reckon he's going to Sorry, I was on mute. <laughs> oh. I was, I was talking away and then realised, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so why what? are you not responding? <laughs> they don't like me. <laughs> What's new for Akasha coming up? What inside gossip can oh, you give us? We'll keep it between that's us. That's a really good question. I think um, if you'd asked me the same question two months ago, I reckon... It wouldn't be too different, but obviously we've been through some challenging times. I think yep. um, we've been moving towards um, a more pack-based model, so more more cases than kegs over the last year or so. So that's certainly put us in a, a, a bit better of a position right now. Um, we're, we're certainly... Looking at, I think I mentioned before, you know, some of our some of our branding is 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 getting a little bit long in the tooth. So, I think you know we're looking at at that at the moment how we can make sure that we're putting our best foot forward from a branding perspective. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, there's a few things that we're looking at there. Um, but I think predominantly it's more of the same. I think you know for us it's. Um, I think you'll see a, a little bit more of the seasonal stuff coming out. Yeah. Or not, I think. Of course, I know. But <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, you know, it's, it's sort of looking at, it's, it's funny, you know, like if you had a, a, a couple of months ago, seasonals were everything, right? We're yeah. seeing, we're seeing people say, oh, what's the next best thing? What's, What's up, what have you got that's different? What you know, all these sort of these sorts of questions coming from punters, and we've always been a big believer in our core because that really represents who we are, and we spoke a lot about that tonight, right? So, you know, our our Corbin, our Hopsmith, our yep. Canada Bay Ale, our Mosaic. These are beers that represent everything that we believe in, and and for that reason, we have a very very strong following in our core, and that's really critical to a successful brewery. Um, you can't. We we believe you can't operate a business just on seasonals and you can't operate just on core either. So we've got, we got a nice mix between the two. Um, we've been, we're starting to, and we'll start to release those. It might be a little bit more, um, a little bit more often than we used to with our new canning line that Matt mentioned. That's really giving us a lot more flexibility in what we can can. So the big thing that you'll start to see over the next few months and over the next year is more of our seasonal releases being in cans. 
Okay. And I think that's exciting, particularly for guys like you, right, because you don't get to see a lot of our seasonals exactly. in Cairns, so yep. you don't see them at all. So what you'll see is a lot more seasonals um, coming up your way, which is good and all over Australia. Awesome. Um, but one thing, one thing I've noticed, and I spent a lot of time, um, because we've got a bit of time over the last month, is, is I think people are starting to go back to what they know and what they trust. Um, so we're seeing, I think, a lot more interesting core. Uh, core is not the right word. I don't know what that word is. It's interesting to see what you think is a good word for it. Is it core or is it standard? Foundational. I love it. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> but we're seeing a lot more. And you see this across the board, not just beer, right? You're seeing it in foodstuffs. You're seeing it in everything is that people in situations like this are starting to go back to things that they trust and what they believe and what they can rely on. So you're seeing in the States, we're seeing brands like Sierra Nevada see a huge upswing in their Sierra Nevada pale ale right now because it's they know it, they trust it. They can buy a case of it and know it's going to be what they want right now when they're in isolation or whatever. So it's um, it's a really interesting time. So whilst I'm saying to you we're going to see a lot more seasonals come in, you will. I think I think we're going to you know we're really going to focus on our core as well because oh, sorry our foundational beers um, because <laughs> it really is important and and the reason they're foundational beers is because they're the beers that really represent who we are and what we believe in and and. We don't just rest in our laurels and just sort of pump them out. We're always making sure that those beers are the best they can be and hopefully making them better every year as well. So it's not just a, a matter of saying, oh, these are our core beers, hope you like them. They're our favourite beers as well and we're continually – we don't – we believe in in, in, um, in consistency. So we're not up changing recipes every other day on those beers, but we're, all, we're also making sure that – we get the best ingredients, we get the best hops, we get everything to make those beers the best they can be. So they should be, you know, we're, we're working on them every day to make them even better, hopefully, than they were the year before. So um, they're probably the main things. I don't think you see too much more for us. I don't. I think it's it's really focusing on on that, um, and hopefully, you guys and certainly other places in Australia, you know, particularly Matt was saying, you know, South Australia, Western Australia. Um, seeing a bit more of our beer, but I think you'll see in places like Queensland, Victoria, that have always been big supporters of ours, more of those other beers. Um, but as I said, to balance that out, I think it's really important that we focus on our our uh, the beers that represent who we are, our foundational core beers as well. Very good. So Beautiful. your your foundation core beers, um, Truy's managed to give us a, a couple of cans of the the Canada Bay. Is that in your yeah. core range now, or is that still only generally available down around the the brewery? It's definitely definitely part of our core range. It is good stuff. Um, it deserves to be. It's and a good Matt, I'll let you answer that one. So the Canada Bay was a was a beer that we, as I said before, we had a lot of strong showing from a lot of our local clubs and clubs especially and and pubs and and initially it was a beer that we were. Uh, just selling in the local council area, and uh, it actually became one of our top-selling keg products. Even only selling to you know, say ten, 10 venues, we were selling uh, the second and most amount of that in kegs, and we were all over the place. And so we got to the point uh, after a little bit of time that we needed to put it in a can, and 
Awesome. Uh, it's now uh, since since that since that point in time we've uh, we've entered it into a couple of uh, into a couple of contests. It was a the uh, finalist and was the runner up in the the best summer ale in the country out of three hundred uh, three hundred different summer ales that were in that uh, category, which was which was fairly which was pretty cool. So we've started bringing it out a little bit more regularly and started bringing it out a little bit more regularly to people and we are putting it out there a little bit more so you will be able to see it uh around town a little bit more i think the first time we sent it to uh queensland we actually uh ran out of our freshwater parallel and so we needed to uh (laughs) we needed to we needed to get some some cases up on up on the parallel i think it was towards the end of last year um, and it was received quite well. And from that point in time, we have expanded its range from excellent. there. It's an excellent beer. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. We've done a few good keg yeah. sales up here in Queensland as well, but um, it's been more on, on an exclusive sort of deal until now, I guess. Yeah. Uh, look, I've got one more question. I, I'm like the, I don't know. Nerd. Just, nerd, yeah, yeah. I just listen to every beer podcast there is. Which is why I wanted Steve O to be the host tonight because <laughs> I just feel like I've I've heard Dave tell a lot of stories. That's so. not true. It's because was... he was truly in awe of Dave. Like he puts Dave up on a pedestal oh, and he is like too nervous to speak. Is what his yep. original words were. That, that's a hundred percent. Did you wait yourself, Steve? He, he no. A bit of a puddle under him, <laughs> but I'm blushing. Stop it. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Anywho, I listen to a lot of freaking beer podcasts, all right? <laughs> Can we Nerd. <laughs> One of my favorite bloody things that's happened in beer podcasting in the last couple of years at least is the Beer Healers bloody series with Dave and Ben Miller, the pro, the protege, and the hack. Are we gonna see more of this? Because I hack. No, that's that's Chris. Chris oh, is the hat. Yeah. I've been I've been putting it's um, it's, a, it's a bit of a fun, uh, fun podcast. It's um it was something a little bit different. It has been wildly popular. It's it's, it's kind of been put on hold during the current crisis, but um it's you know without sort of saying anything I shouldn't, but it's 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 clearly it's it's one of um. That's one of Chris's most popular series, so um, yes, we will be doing it more. It's it's a fun thing. It's a bit, you know, it's it kind of gets me back into my roots a little bit, mm-hmm. and you know, I don't, you know, I've talked a lot about, um, you know, what what our beliefs are and everything, and and a lot all the beer you're tasting today, I did not brew. We've got a an amazing brew team led by George in the brewery and those guys are just amazing. And, um, and I spent a lot of my time doing very boring things in the brewery. So it's, um, it's a really fun podcast to get back to my roots and really get my head stuck into some more technical things. Uh, so yeah, we'll, you, the answer is a long winded answer. Like most of mine are is, um, yes, you will yep. see it again, but we're just going to, I think right now it just doesn't feel like the right kind of podcast to do. And, um, uh, we'll get back into it hopefully in a couple of weeks. Fair enough. Yeah, no, absolutely love it. And, um, 
Pod, uh, Thank you. I appreciate that too. Yeah, Definitely no. think it actually helps me heal his ratings too. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he just tells me tells me that, that, that it's writing well just to make me feel good, but um, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. And also, Ben, Ben, Ben is. Um, I've, I've known Ben now for a few years, and um, he's uh, he's he's an amazing brewer. To be honest, he's got a very very um, very uh, I guess new age brewing mind, yeah. much more than mine is, and we're a very good. Um, compliments to each other he's um but um you know he's, he's, a, he's a young guy i'm learning a lot from him he's he's learned a lot from me over the years as well but um he's, he's a, i think it works well i think it works well anyway on that podcast it does, but, it does. um yeah it's 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 um with three guys that are, and that's the whole, the whole which is the whole sort of sort of um reason why we did it you got three very different minds and um yeah kind of works well yeah, I dig it. I like it a lot. Thanks. One of the things I always say, and I probably don't say it enough on this on on that podcast or any podcast, is that um, I'm always happy to to field questions from from that. It's, it's funny, you know. I used to get a lot, whether or not people don't trust me. Anymore, <laughs> or, or, I don't know, but I don't get a lot of questions anymore these days. But um, you know, I'm, I might not get back to everybody immediately, but I get back to everyone eventually, and um, more than happy to field any um, any questions from brewers as well, particularly home brewers. I think I think I said at the start of the podcast, home, home brewing is such an important part of what we do. And to be honest, this industry wouldn't be here without home brewers. Um, yeah. Not just me, but I think a lot of, a lot of, particularly in the United States and 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 here, is that it's such an important part of the development of our industry. So, um, always happy to field questions. And uh, every now and then, I get a question. Oh, can I have the recipe to Corbin D? And I won't answer that question. <laughs> but. <laughs> but well, I will they cops have given up all their recipes now. Why can't you? Yeah, yeah given the recipes yeah, without the process. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, that's, and look, to be honest, I could probably do it. And, and um, you know, I think it's, it, you know, brewing is, is as much about, and if not more about process than it is about ingredients. But, you know, as I said about it, so, oh, I really like the Corbin D. Can I the recipe? It's like, well, how about you brew what you – I'll give you a few pointers. You brew something, send me a sample, and I'll tell you how to make it better. But, yeah. Um, you know. What if someone sends you absolutely something f- fucking spectacular? You'll hire oh, one as a brewer? Yeah. <laughs> I, I love it. And, 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 I, and, and actually, Ben Miller did exactly that. So Ben, when I first met Ben a few years ago, he was hassling me like a bitch, just carrying on. Oh, yeah, bro, I want to brew. And, but Ben brought me some of his beers, and they were really damn good. And and so I love to – I mean, I, whether it's a commercial example, whether it's a homebrew example, whether it's whatever, um, I like nothing better than to, to drink a beer that I really fucking love. So, That's it. Um, and I'm also happy to give feedback, and and, I, and the same. I love to get feedback as well. Like when we brew a beer and it's you know, not exactly what it should be for certain people, then please tell me tell me what it is, and we take that on. Do you um, find it hard to give uh, a harsh feedback? Well, yeah, we get plenty of harsh feedback. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, I think 
beer is a wonderful thing in that it's not for everybody, right? So a particular beer is is what it is, and some people will love it, some will hate it, and feedback is important. It doesn't. I don't always love it. I'm not going to lie to you and say that. You know, I love every bit of shit feedback, but you know, we don't get too much of it. Thank God. We sometimes get a feedback that um, you know. I drink your lager, but I really don't like lagers. It's like, oh, that's fair. But, but if it's, you know, if there's there's some constructive feedback, we love to hear it and we'll take that on board. And um, But going back to homebrew, I think, you know, I, I believe it's a hugely important part of our industry. So please get in touch with me via um, via um, our website. And if you've got some, some genuine questions you want answered, and I'll do my best to help you out. You can get him at uh, beer at akashabrewing.com.au. Oh, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, before I wrap this up, I was going to say uh, we've just all cracked the – well, we're halfway through our glasses at the minute. Another new, new, new cool range oh, – sorry, new – what was that? What foundation, was foundation. The foundation range, the Mosaic IPA. It's fucking amazing, guys. It's like, stupid. Yeah. Bang. It's stupid. It's you a know cheap. how to make a bad beer? <laughs> no. That's a cheap <laughs> beer. <laughs> Look, I, I think that I think the mosaic hop, and, and and I said this before, is is easily easily the the most uh, wonderful hop that I've come across in my brewing career. Even with some of the newer stuff, I mean, Sabro is probably the one we we most love of the newer hops at the moment. But um, mosaic is. It's a funny hop. You can fuck it up really easily too, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it's a bit like Nelson Savin about 15 years ago. Um, everyone had the – you guys probably don't remember. Some, oh, I can't remember the name of the beer anyway. But um, <laughs> there are certain hops. 15 years ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't remember what I had last week, <laughs> But, you know – it's if you treat a hop like mosaic right, it will do all the work for you. And sometimes I feel a little bit guilty about mosaic because you're tasting <laughs> you're tasting mosaic hops. Mosaic hops, if you and it comes down to us having relationships with the right people to get the best hops we can. Um, our brewers, you know, treating mosaic with the respect it deserves. And if you do all of that. Um, you know, you get to drink what you guys are drinking now. It's just, it's, um, I love, I love it. I love it. And that's, and that is why that mosaic is, it started as a seasonal or a, or a, uh, a limited release, whatever you want to call it, a couple of years ago. We used to do a lot of single hot beers and we still do some. Um, you know, obviously Sabro is a good example of that that you guys haven't had yet. So sorry. Um, <laughs> but mosaic was a single hot, um, seasonal that we did. And it instantly became so popular that we had to make it um, core or foundation, whatever you want to call it, because it's just it's such a wonderful hop. And um, as I said, sometimes I feel a bit guilty because, you know, you're tasting what, what is one of the best hops available on the market today. Yeah, true, I, um, very true. I was going to say, I've got another story on the mosaic. Um, obviously, pre-Akasha, I, I had a number of beers with mosaic in it and, and – at the time, one of them was a Corbin D, and um, I discovered they all had mosaic and they had the same sort of taste and flavour, and I, I decided I didn't like mosaic. <laughs> I, <laughs> I uh, started working for a caster, and I had a couple of boys up here, including uh, our old brewer Gab, <clears throat> and 
he was telling me that mosaics come back in a month. And I went, mm. oh, God, I don't like mosaic. <laughs> Honestly, can't believe I didn't get out of there without being stacked. <laughs> the way he looked at me, it was like I, I had just killed his firstborn child. <laughs> but um, if, there's, if there's one guy in the world that loves mosaic more than me, it's Gav. <laughs> so anyway, it was just like it was like you're dead to me. Like I'm going to kill you right here. <laughs> Look, I'll still sell it. <laughs> you'll still sell it. Still sell it. I'll still sell it. But I actually tried it. I went, oh my fucking god, is this what mosaic's supposed to be? So. Obviously, throughout my uh, travels in the last two years and trying the beers and all that sort of stuff, I realised the the beers that I tried with Mosaic had previously had not been stored properly, and um, yeah, I wasn't getting the best representation of Mosaic. So now Mosaic is one of my you know, my favourite hops. Yeah, I absolutely love it, and I think I hold it slightly above. Hopsmith, but um, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's good to know the difference between a good mosaic and a bad mosaic. Yeah, so, that's it. Have you had the latest? Have you had the latest batch of Hopsmith, Jerry? Yeah. Uh, the... Yes, yes, I've got one in my hand. Mm. It's fantastic. You may change your mind. No, 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 no. I still love mosaic. It's uh, <laughs> fantastic. So, in light of what you've just said, uh, Truey, Steve. Yep. I wouldn't say hate. Hate is such a harsh word. He dislikes Sabro Hop for some reason. Apparently, with an absolute like the passion. Yeah, but <laughs> he's, oh, look, he's beer. liked a couple of the beers that that have been the fresh Sabro Hop. So let's change his mind. I, I, I'm the same. I'm. I'm I oh, haven't been. You're the same. <laughs> Tell him it's the best. <laughs> Shut up. Bullshit everyone. Like you. Bullshit everyone about your mosaic love. <laughs> hang, hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. Shut the fuck up. It's, this is my story. Back up. Jesus Christ! Listen to this guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've I've had a few sabros, and to me, the coconuts too. Too much. I'm in. I, I, I'm, I'm there. I haven't had the Acasta Sabro. So I was going to say, you haven't had the you, you haven't haven't. Had the you haven't had the Acasta How are you meant to rep yet? that shit if you haven't had it? <laughs> well, <laughs> apparently if the delivery arrives on Monday, uh, I'll have it on Monday night, and I can turn around and say, yeah. It's... Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just getting that. that was it? There's something about Mary. Yeah. <laughs> Step into my office. Why? Because yeah. you're, oh, fucking, you're fired. fucking fired. <laughs> I was just um, imagining Tree with that hair gel in the yeah, top of the <laughs> Hanging off the ear. Oh, my God. <laughs> you got something there, Tree. Oh, God. Good to see we're all on the same uh, <laughs> maturity <laughs> level. <laughs> doesn't matter. And age is just a concept. It's all about oh, your no. maturity level. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's mature around here. No, not yet. <laughs> oh, Look, no, no, for, for, for all honesty, I haven't had a solid Sabro. I've had some okay Sabros. I'm not going <laughs> to stand them out or anything like that, but... Um, for me, Sabro, especially by itself, hasn't been great. Yeah. Um, I think the 
best mix I've had, and this is shamelessly plugging, which is the uh, Vampire Vampire Lovers, which was a, a Stabro Brew One. What's it, Dave? That's exactly yeah, Stabro Brew One. Yeah, I did not Sabre know that. Stabro Brew One um, mix uh, collab with uh, Newstead, which was, and that was awesome. A red IPA, and it was. Fantastic. Absolutely fucking fantastic. And wow. I love that bird. Who was that? Yeah. <laughs> I just looked at him going, he's got to be facing away from the microphone, right? Nope. Straight into it. <laughs> Sorry. Every other time I faced away. It sounded like a satisfying bird from Dave. It was, so it was good. It was not me. <laughs> I've done the right thing and muted every time. Oh, you're muted every time. Oh. He's a professional of these podcasts. I've been burning like a motherfucker back here, but I've been muted. So all his burps don't make the pod, but I've been muting oh, my burps like God. a motherfucker. He's yeah. making it in. So yeah. 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 gone. Yeah, this, this is the part yeah. where we get real sloppy and uh, yeah. anything goes in. Yeah, the, at the start of Bruce News where they got the, like the, the snippets from people. Snippet. We just have Dave saying I've been burping like a motherfucker. Yes. <laughs> see, see, Matt would never do that. Matt Matt Kirkegaard would never do that to me. <laughs> and there's the difference between the professional Professionalism of Matt Kirkegaard and us three yobos. It's yeah. <laughs> now, as fantastic as this is, and I'd love it to go on all night. I think we've taken up too much of your guys' precious time. All three of you, gentlemen, Matt, Dave, and Andrew, thank you very much. It has been much appreciated tonight, and yeah, the stories and everything amazing. Thank you. Anytime. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Much appreciated. See you later, gentlemen. Thanks for having us. Thanks, guys. Thank you very much. Cheers. Well, that's it for now. Thanks for tuning in. Please take a couple of minutes to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Facebook and let us know how we're going and what we can do better. All right, gang. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.